0: Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us for today's Appraisal Buzzcast. With me, as always, is our host, Hal Humphreys. Let me bring him in. Hey, Hal, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Jim. How are you today?
0: I'm doing great. Well, we've got a hot-button topic, something that always gets the internet riled up. We're going to be talking about some hybrid appraisals, and with us is our guest, the chief appraiser for Class Valuation, John Dingman. How are you doing, John?
2: I'm good, Jim. Hal, how are both of you?
1: Fantastic love it um john i i can't thank you enough for being here with us i it's I, I didn't realize this is the first time we've had you on the podcast
2: hell it has been yeah no it is the first time thanks for having me i mean we've done stuff together with uh appraiser e-learning and whatnot but um but no no buzzcast yet so
1: well cool i am i'm tickled you here since since we haven't had you on before just for our audience sake um You know, give us a little bit of of history about John. You know, a lot of appraisers know your name. They've they've seen you at Axe or Val Expo or the Summit. Um, They may have seen you around in different places. Um, I know they've been like besmirching your character on Facebook. Tell us tell us who John Dingman is and kind of how you got into this business.
2: Oh, man, Uh, I'm a a dad, uh, a husband, I'm a grandpa, too. Uh, I know it probably doesn't look like I should be, but I am of two wonderful grandchildren. Um, Man, uh, you know how my background, I was in the trades for for some time uh, when I was 18 to 25 years old. Um, I then got into the medical business, diagnostics specifically. Um, and ultimately selling defibrillators into the public sector. Um, it was while I was running that company, I had built it up. It's still in existence today, by the way, I just sold it. Um, so 24 years old company still wow. running. That's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> my wife was an appraiser and she asked me to help her with her business, yeah, accounting and things of that nature. and. Next thing I know, she's signing me up to uh, uh, principles, procedures and a 15 hour USPAP and says, I I can't talk to any clients or appraisers or customers unless I know what it is that she and her her appraisers that work for her do. And uh, I just fall in love with it. So um, here I am 20 some odd years later, still uh, uh, serving in this role and joined the AMC side in 2014. Okay. Um, I'm passionate about the business and so much so, hell I know you know my daughter, Sierra, uh, but uh, she surprised me one day. Uh, we never asked her to join the business. And she said, hey, I signed up to those same three classes. And uh, I just got super excited for her. I'm People who know me know I'm bullish on appraisers and I think um, there's some real great opportunities for us in the future.
1: I love it. John, thank you for the uh, for the little brief background on John Dingman. Um, that may be one of the most interesting um, routes to becoming an appraiser I've ever heard. Uh, let's do this. I'm going to take a real quick break. We're going to hear from one of our sponsors and we'll be right back.
3: The Dictionary of Real Estate Appraisal 7th edition is a landmark text that reflects the depth and breadth of appraisal knowledge. Each entry, definition, and reference has been painstakingly researched and designed to reflect an expert understanding of issues that currently impact the profession. The new dictionary is an essential authoritative resource for all appraisers. The dictionary is divided into two sections, an alphabetical listing of terms directly related to real estate appraisal, and an addendum with topical glossaries and compilations of terms used by related real estate professionals. Find it, at appraisalinstitute.org slash dictionary 7.
1: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Hal Humphries. You're listening to the Appraisal Buzz. And I have my good friend John Dingman on today. Um, we just realized we've never had John on the podcast before. So John, again, thank you for being here. I'm tickled to get you on the Appraisal Buzz. Let's talk about that 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 topic that gets appraisers so excited, which is valuation modernization. There's a lot of confusion out there um, if you if you hop on some of the social medias um, there's some really strong opinions about the notion of appraisal modernization. Um, you mentioned hybrid appraisals um, you know talk to me about what appraisal modernization even means and then let's talk about some specifics and how appraisers might look at them differently.
2: So there's a, a lot to unpack with valuation modern or appraisal modernization as initiated by FHFA Hal, and the valuation spectrum is just one of those. And uh, the valuation spectrum just recognizes number one, there is a use uh, for waivers, if you will, um, a, a responsible use for them, but probably reduce the volume that was being used, particularly through the pandemic offer some other opportunities to mitigate risk for the investors and specifically the GSEs, and then recognize that not all consumers or loans are the same. And so what alternatives do we have other than just the 1004? Not every appraisal assignment needs a personal inspection. In fact, USPAP doesn't require it, Hal. Um, so we recognize as appraisers, or at least negotiate with our clients, the scope of work for that assignment, right? And so the pre-printed form for a hybrid and desktop, say a personal inspection isn't required. I think, Hal, and I know you've heard the same thing at conferences, appraisers struggle with, um, people don't know what it is that we do. It's very confusing to them. And I hear all of these things from appraisers about, we're inspectors, no, we're not. We measure houses, we do for some assignments, that's not really what our credential does people hire us for our opinion of value on real property. And that is a privilege afforded to us through our credential. And I think if we emphasize that, that's where we uh, ensure our relevancy. So again, hybrid and desktop do not require personal inspection. Um, At Class Valuation, we leverage our technology called Property Data Advantage. Uh, I think if you're an appraiser, explore the different technologies, um, vet them, not anecdotally. (laughs) from other, uh, other peers, but check the technology out. And if it doesn't work for you, that's cool. Uh, take a hard pass. Um, if it's close, tell the vendor what it is that you need to move forward. And if it's really good, and I like the feedback we receive from our appraisers, they call it trustworthy and not filtered in any way. So they can continue uh, as an appraiser independently valuing the property, then then it's a solution for you and and consider it moving forward.
1: I think what I'm hearing you say is this, look, the, all right. So the 1004 is in fact going to go away. We're all aware of that. There's a new um, form building process that, that Fannie Mae is going to um, you know, launch in the not too distant future, which will do away with all forms. Um, but I, I think the important thing to remember for appraisers out there in the world is, some appraisers really love going out on the field and measuring the house and you know, being boots on the ground and seeing what's going on and doing those things. Other appraisers like to sit at their desk and do the analysis part. Um, this might be a way to ask yourself business-wise, where do I want to spend my time? Um, full appraisals that include a personal inspection, that include you know, measuring the house personally, going out and viewing the comps personally um, and then coming back to the office and putting together a report. Those aren't going away, are they, John? No,
2: no. In fact, I mean, even desktop and hybrid today are used at, at such a, a small percentage. Um, I would expect if hybrid makes it to policy, that will expand its use and outside of the GSEs, right? Secondary market is is looking at the GSEs for guidance in that, in that realm. And uh, and if they start approving hybrid on a policy level, then, then it's likely others will too. Um, again, there's opportunities uh, or for both, but I still think traditional appraisal uh, is going to remain in, in the process. And in fact, Hal, one of the reasons why I believe, and at least I hear from our clients, lender clients, uh, that desktops are not utilized at the capacity that they could be even today for purchase, because desktop is in policy, right? Uh, is because when they submit that loan application to the GSE and they get the response back of what that property and loan are eligible for, item number one is a 1004 URAR. And many loan officers don't leave or appraisal desks don't read beyond that to see that it was also eligible for a desktop. It was also eligible for waiver plus property data collection or even a waiver. And then the consumer uh, and and those involved in the transaction can additionally make a decision and say, "No, that's not for me. I want a uh, a personal inspection and a traditional appraisal."
1: Right, and I have heard again anecdotally. I've heard several um, realtors uh, talk about the fact that when they talk to their their clients that are selling homes um, or their clients that are buying homes the realtor is encouraging them, Hey, it's a little bit extra money, but go ahead and pay for an actual appraisal. Don't do these things. So I think there's, there's, there are some folks out there on the consumer side of this that, that don't trust the notion of a property data collector plus, um, a desktop or hybrid. Um, that's, that's a source of business for appraisers. In addition to, you know, the, the, the loan, um, originator, not reading past, Eligible for 1004. Um, I think, you know, again, I think it becomes a business decision on the part of the individual appraiser. Um, Does this fit into your business process, your business plan? Then I think it's a viable option.
2: Hell, look, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think appraisers have the opportunity to be more involved, right? So instead of just a waiver, there's waiver plus property data collection. That oftentimes can result in an upgrade to a hybrid, which involves an appraiser. A desktop involves an appraiser's analysis. So those are additional opportunities that may not have been brought to us in the past, uh, but give us the opportunity to, again, remain relevant in that transaction. And regarding agents, class sends me around to, not just to talk to appraisers, but I do visit uh, agents as well. In fact, I was just in Nashville visiting 50 or 60 in one room. Um, and. When I share with them the technology and what property data collection means and what hybrid and desktop means, wow, the the lights just bright up and get super wide because they have heard anecdotal stories, Hal, and this dispels all the myths that they thought were, were happening, right? Um, they thought property data collectors were giving the value. No, they're not. It's still going to an appraiser to perform their analysis and provide the opinion of value. They thought it was limited views. No, it's 360 degrees. It's a ton of imagery. Um, and so, uh, again, opportunities are are going to continue to present themselves. And as people explore these solutions for themselves, I think they're finding out that there is some opportunity and, and validity to this solution.
1: Okay. Let me ask you this before we go to a commercial break. Um, let me ask you this. How... When you're talking to appraisers, the number one concern I hear about the PDC and the PDR process is USPAP requires me to verify the information that I'm using. How do I verify that this is accurate information?
2: Well, if we're, I think the GSEs actually have an FAQ. It might be number 10 for Fannie Mae on this topic. Um, if the information is being collected through technology, so our property data collectors are leveraging our technology to collect the data. Uh, they're not the ones actually doing that. So uh, the technology is not consent considered an interested source. Um, and so the verification process doesn't take place, but you should still perform your due diligence, understand the data you're looking for. Does it allow you to develop a credible appraisal uh, report and, and deliver that? And if it does, then, Uh, it's then again, it's an opportunity for you. If it doesn't ask for more.
1: Yeah, yeah, very good. Okay, let's do this. I'm gonna take a quick break. We're gonna hear from one of our sponsors and we'll be right back.
3: Need a profitable PDC solution for your clients? Jaro's appraisal management software makes the process faster and easier. With Jaro, you can order standard appraisals, inspections, and hybrids, all on one seamless platform. The software also gives you everything you need to manage new vendors by taking care of background checks and letting you shop from a pre-vetted panel of inspectors with a wide range of credentials. Get started with Jaro today at (coughs) tryjaro.com.
1: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Hal Humphreys. You're listening to the appraisal buzzcast. I've got John Dingman on the line with me today. John, thank you again for taking the time to be here. You know, we've talked about, uh, property data collection. We've talked about waivers plus we've talked about hybrids and desktops. And I, I get it for my appraiser listeners. Some of us are never going to get ahead around it. We're never going to be comfortable with it, but some of us will, um, the real fear john and i I had a conversation with with some stakeholders last week where we were talking about just the fact in the appraisal business morale seems a little bit low right now um and part of that has to do with appraisers feel like they're being pushed out of the entire process they're not going to be around in 10 years those kind of questions you know, you mentioned that your wife got you into the business, and then surprise, your daughter said, "I'm taking these courses. I'm going to be an appraiser." Are you glad she's an appraiser?
2: I I hear all the same things Sal, that you do, and when I'm talking to appraisers, but um, very honestly, and I, and I've heard from personal friends who say, "John, I don't understand what you're doing with at class and what you're doing with desktop and hybrid. You're trying to kill the." The, the profession. And uh, it saddens me because these people know me, right? Uh, and, and they're friends of mine. If I believed that were true, I would have sat my daughter down and talked her out of it. I mean, she's married and trying to raise two kids, right? Um, I remember though, when I sat down with her to talk to her about the decision and said, what made you interested? And she said, dad, I saw how much you and mom love this business and how much you still love it. And you give back to the profession. And she said, I remember what a lifestyle it provided us. Mom had the opportunity to run home and get us if we were sick at school. Or uh, you could go to volleyball games and uh, golf events and uh, and do those kinds of things. And she goes, that's the kind of environment that I want to work in. And that's the kind of lifestyle I want to have with my family. And uh, I couldn't be happier for her.
1: I love it. So what you're saying is appraisers hang on. Don't freak out just yet. Um, there is room for new blood in the business. There's room for those old guys like us to stay in the business and continue doing the work and continue earning money. Look, I've been an appraiser my entire life. Basically I grew up measuring houses with my dad. Um, I realized last month when I renewed my license, it, it was my 30-year anniversary for Certified General. I've been doing this for a minute. I love the business. I love the work. And I think regardless of property data collectors and all this other stuff, there will be work for appraisers. There will be a way to earn a living going forward. John, thank you again for being here. Thank you for taking the time. I'm going to bring Jim Morrison back in here real quick and see, by chance, Jim, is there an anonymous appraiser question that... John Dingman and I could try to answer.
0: We do. We have, so we ran out of time with our uh, last episode with uh, Tobias, but this is around ADUs, but I still think John would be a great uh, sounding board expert for this. This person asks Has anyone ever uh, appraised a property with an illegal in law apartment? My subject has an illegal in law apartment in the basement. The current owners bought it that way in 2012. Per the town, it's not legal, and we need to go through the whole process with the building department in order in order to make it an ADU. I informed my client and asked how they wanted to proceed, and they said, "Please give it no value for the in law and proceed." The area is not used as an in law apartment. Thank you. There are no good. There are no good comps in town. How would you all proceed? Wow, there's a John. lot to unpack. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there, right? Hell, uh,
2: as an appraiser. Um, I, I, I would point appraisers to a couple of things. One is uh, I know that they said it was not legally permissible. There's a, a great, really short article in an appraisal update from Fannie Mae in 2017 that says permitted versus permissible. So understand the difference between those two. Um, I think for our lender partners, oftentimes the easiest solution is to say, don't give it any value as though uh, if we just ignore it, it won't, it doesn't exist. Um, remember, zero dollars is a value. Uh, so if it contributes to value, you should be, uh, considering that in the appraisal report, if it is illegal, I think the appraiser was doing a good job or at least trying to to determine what it would take to make it legal. Um, and then just go about your task uh, from there. If it is an ADU, tell it like it is.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think probably the most important aspect of what John just said is A lot of times appraisers say this is illegal. And what they mean is it's not permitted. And just because it's not permitted does not mean it's illegal. Doesn't mean it's not allowed. They just didn't get a permit to do it in the first place. Um, and I believe John, um, Fannie Mae allows for the appraisers to say, this is not permitted. I have three additional sales that have not permitted units that are similar to this from, is that how that works?
2: Yeah, I mean, one, I don't think anybody expects the appraiser to be the permit police, but um, I also know just my own experience calling jurisdictions around the country uh, to retroactively permit space sometimes can be overwhelming and and cost too costly. In other cases, it's a, hey, really? 25 bucks, (laughs) that solves everything for one reason, they now are going to tax that property appropriately, right? So they get super excited. Um, And so in some instances, it's very easy to solve for. In other jurisdictions like California, uh, the zoning might say it's not legal, but um, you know what? The governor has something else to say about that. And so uh, it just very well may be. Just do your research. And if you can find other properties that are similar have been marketed as such. I think Jim mentioned that this had previously sold uh, with the ADU. So that's a good indicator that there was market acceptance as well. So, um, And I highly doubt if you just perform a market survey and talk to the participants in that transaction that they're going to say, oh no, I, I didn't care about that ADU. I heard it was illegal. No, I think they're buying the property because it might have one.
1: Okay, very good, Jim. Does that does that answer the question? Finally,
0: I, I think that does answer the question, and and I I, I agree with both you. And even if they're not using, if they're just using it as an in law suite, you know, to have a space for the family to come visit, I, I think there's definitely you got to have some value on all that.
2: Yeah, don't get uh, too confused with use. What somebody's currently using the the property for. Hell, you'll get a kick out of this. We had an appraiser come into our house. You know, my wife's an appraiser. We have four bedrooms. Two of them are being used as offices including this one and the appraiser said i don't know what to do i'm i'm not gonna name the appraiser he said i don't know what to do there are no two-bedroom homes in this entire neighborhood
0: <laughs>
2: that's the use right um that is not the utility of the house and and certainly we know it is a four-bedroom home and somebody else is going to move in and and use these rooms differently so
1: very good. John, again, thank you. Jim, do we have anything else we need to cover today?
0: No, thanks so much, John, for joining us. We're looking forward to seeing you at Axe in Colorado. I think it's going to be a great time.
1: It's
2: going to be so much fun. Thank you guys, Jim, Hal, for having me. Um it's a privilege and and I'm always just honored to uh to participate in anything you guys do. It's super fun.
1: Thank you, John, so much. Well, if we don't have anything else, um for Jim Morrison and John Dingman, I'm Hal Humphreys, and that is your appraisal buzz for this week.